Welcome to Parent Talk Podcasts, where experienced parents and expert guests give tips and tricks on making parenting a breeze. Well, at least a little easier. Now here is your host, Genevieve Kyle, and co-host, Heather Fox. Hi everyone, and welcome to Parent Talk, broadcasting out of the greater Vancouver area. We're here to inform, educate, and support parents from the early years and beyond. We want to wish you all a very Merry Christmas and hope you're all enjoying a safe and happy holidays with all your friends and family. I'm your host, Genevieve Kyle. I'm 42-year-old and I'm a mom of two boys, Alexandre, who is two-year-old, and Nathan, who is six months old. Today, we're talking about home birth. So let's go around the table and introduce ourselves. Hi, everyone. I'm Heather Fox, co-host of Parent Talk. I am 41 years old and mom to Hudson, who is two years old now, and I'm also expecting baby number two. Hi, my name is Grace Yoon, and I have two boys, Tom and Logan. They're six years old and 20 months, and I'm a registered midwife based in Port Coquitlam at Greenway Midwifery, and I'm happy to be here. Well, thank you, ladies, for being here. Grace, you had two home birds. Can you tell us why you decided to have home birds? Yes, I trained in Seattle, and in Seattle, we only did out-of-hospital births. So it was either at a birth center or at home. And, you know, having been trained in Seattle, that's where my comfort was. And so very easy for me to decide whether or not I wanted to do a home birth. I really did. (laughs) All right. Can you tell us about your home birth? Uh, How did it go? Did you have a midwife? Yes, I did have a midwife <laughs> and um, both times and it went very well. My labors were really fast and very smooth, very painful, but but fast. It felt like my body just knew what to do. I didn't really have control over what my body was doing with my first because it was really fast. But with my second, the pain was much less than my first and it was more controlled, a little bit more calm, but both were very empowering experiences for me. Why expecting parents wants to have a home birth instead of hospital birth? I think that some women feel more comfortable at home. That's why they want to do a home birth. And that's a good reason. Um, some other women may want to do a home birth because they're scared of hospitals or doctors. Other people, they want a water birth so they can stay at home instead because at the hospital we can't do a water birth, unfortunately. Um, They can certainly be in the tub for as long as they want during their labor, but not for the actual birth. Um, That's actually primarily why Bruce and I originally had chosen to do a home birth was mainly my comfortability and thinking of hospitals and needles and all that kind of stuff always gave me more anxiety. And for me, I was like, okay, if I want this birth to go smoothly and as natural as possible, the less stress and anxiety I have around me is going to help me. So that's why I thought being at home in a really comfortable environment would have helped a natural birth had it gone that route. (laughs) So Grace, is a childbirth preparation class is a good idea to prepare for a home birth? Yes, I do highly recommend attending a childbirth education class, whether or not you are planning a home or a hospital birth, especially for first-time parents. We don't go over all the stuff about the pain medications and the stages of labor and the stuff that they teach you in childbirth education class, we don't go over that in our prenatal visits. We don't have enough time 
to go over all that. So it, it is a good idea, especially not just for the mums, but for the dads as well, so that they are able to somewhat help a little bit more better during early labor when we're not there for them. And not do like me telling my husband, go to bed, no big deal, this is going to stop, false labor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is the standard for cord clamping and cutting for midwives? Um, the standard now is to delay the cord clamping. So at least two minutes. And a lot of midwives, we just wait until, and doctors, wait until um, the cord stops pulsing altogether. Is it possible for a family to keep their placenta in a home birth setting? Yes. Yes. We, after the placenta comes out, we check to see if the placenta is all there. And then after that, we can pack it into a Ziploc bag and you can either put it in the fridge and do whatever you want with it or put it in the freezer. And then later on, you can use it for encapsulation purposes or you can plant it under a tree, whatever you want to do with it. It's yours. It's yours. <laughs> As you mentioned earlier, Grace, uh, a midwife can do water home birth. Mm -hmm. How does that work? The woman would have to provide an area where she would put the water in. So it could be one of those birth tubs that you can rent or buy. Or if you have a one of those big jacuzzis where you're, uh, you're going to be comfortable moving around in the water and for it to be deep enough to have enough water so that when the baby is born, it's not going to be half out of the water. We want the baby to stay in the water. So it has to be a certain height. As long as you have that available, then we can do a water birth. A lot of doulas have them, right? Yes. Not all, but a lot of them, they do, yes. Do you recommend having a doula if we want a water birth? Yes, I think a doula is great. They support women. And so a lot of them, they do have the tubs available. And sometimes they add it in or you can, you can add it in with a fee. Doulas are out of pocket costs. And so you might have to pay a little bit extra for that. But they can help you with a setup. I don't know about every single doula, so I don't want to say something, but um, most of the time I've seen them help uh, with the setup and uh, the cleanup of the tub as well. So you have to inflate the tub and that might be really difficult when you're in labor. So it might be really helpful if you have a doula around. Your husband can do it too, or your partner can do it too, but mm -hmm. yeah. My sister had two home births and... Um, Both times she was hoping for water births. First time she just, because of just the way things go in birth, um, she never made it into the tub and Acacia was born on the bed. <laughs> um, however, her second home birth um, was a water birth and Isaiah came out in the water and it was beautiful and amazing. And her husband was actually in the water and he was able to catch the baby as well, which was really kind of cool. And of course, so we had planned on having the water birth and That was, again, part of when we were looking for a doula, um, making sure that, that that we hired a doula that had a tub and things like that, because I didn't want to go to yet another third party and have to rent the tub. So I just wanted to make sure that that was kind of included in the package and that the cleanup and setup and all that would be included. So definitely when you're looking for a doula, um, that's a, definitely a great benefit if you're planning on a home birth and that they can do that for you. So Grace, how long do you stay after a birth? Do you help cleaning up? Yeah, typically I stay from 
anywhere from one to two hours typically. And yes, I do help with the cleanup. You know, the last thing I want the woman to do is to start cleaning up or their partner to clean up after themselves. Um, I want them skin to skin with baby, breastfeeding if need be, and just in bed, relaxed while I do everything else. And then, yeah. Is there a lot of cleanup after? No. That's (laughs) That's the question I want to know. Is it bad? (laughs) No, no, not at all. You know those um, blue pet pads? Mm -hmm. I usually go through two of those in a delivery. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Okay. If my midwife is sick or away, who will attend my birth? Usually um, midwives have backup midwives. And so that backup midwife would be called. And you need two midwives for the delivery. So at home, right? At home. Two midwives. Okay. Yes. So if, if that midwife is sick, then that backup midwife needs to find another midwife to be able to have a home delivery. Because at the hospital, you have a midwife and a, and a nurse there as a backup for mom and baby. We need two people, mm-hmm. at least for the delivery. We need to make sure that there's two. If they can't have two, unfortunately, you might have to have a hospital delivery because there's no second midwife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What care a midwife will provide to a mother if a transfer was necessary? It's mostly supportive care at that point. So if a transfer happens from a midwife to an obstetrician, then um, the midwife is there more of a support and talking you through what's happening. For example, like a C-section. So we'll talk to you about what's happening next and what to expect so that you're not as nervous. And it really helps, it seems. Too. Do you go over the choices? Because I'm no, I mean, a birth will go the way it goes, right? And uh, if there's different options that are offered, will you go through the choices and why and questions like that or things like that? Yeah, we try to definitely talk about all of the options before anything is decided. Now, in an emergency situation, that may change because it's more of this is what's happening, can I do this, and having your consent for this. And we may not have all the time in the world to talk about, for example, an episiotomy. Like, we can't really talk about exactly what is happening, and your options are quite limited if it's an emergency, but otherwise we we do talk about everything. Mm -hmm. So... I was saying that we may not be able to do a home birth if we don't have two midwives, but I also wanted to mention that most of the time we are able to get two midwives. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely try for sure. Yeah. It's one of those things where there's a full moon maybe, and then the hospital's super full. All the midwives are at the hospital. It's that, that does happen, but your chance of going into labor during that time, you know, that's kind of slim too. So when I was pregnant, I went to, um, a a seminar, which had a whole bunch of different speakers and one seminar that I found, or one speaker, I should say that I found very helpful. I mean, I was already, you know, had already made the decision to have a home birth and I was comfortable with that, but it was really great information that I was kind of able to come home and bring to my husband. And it was from a midwife and she brought her pack of everything that they bring to a home birth. I think a lot of people think it's very risky to have a home birth, 
But the amount of equipment that a midwife brings, and Grace, you can probably touch a little bit more on this, is incredible. Like they are fully trained for most emergencies, um, you know, whether oxygen needs to be given, IVs, different things like that. They know what to do. <laughs> so, and they will be, you know, you will be well taken care of in case, you know, paramedics do need to show up or something. But midwives don't just show up at your door with a, you know, a little pack sack. They bring a lot of stuff and they're very, very prepared. Yes. My car is very heavy <laughs> right now. I go through so much gas because my car is full of stuff. And that includes like an oxygen tank, a suction, IV equipment, bleeding medication, intubation, resuscitation equipment. I have everything really that the hospital has mm -hmm. in a smaller form minus the pain meds. So that's the only thing that I don't yeah. carry at home are pain medications. Yeah. Grace, do you find there is more uh, home birth lately? Why I'm asking this is because I'm finding more people around me are actually talking about it, which actually 10 years ago when my girlfriends were having babies, being an older mama here, I never heard about it. I just, I mean, other than if it was an accident, basically, I didn't think that was something that people were choosing. Mm. About 20% of our women do choose home births. And so that is in their plan to do that. Most of the time it does work, but once in a while it doesn't. And some women who choose a hospital birth, sometimes it goes really, really fast and there's not enough time to get to the hospital and it may be safer to stay at home. And so at that moment, they choose to do a home birth instead of delivering en route, which is not as nice. No. No. <laughs> Just when you said about 10 years ago, I'm not sure how long have we had registered midwives covered by MSP because that I would think would come into play about home births because if it wasn't covered by medical, I think a lot less people had midwives and obviously if you didn't have a midwife, you were not having a home birth. Midwifery was regulated in 1995 and so... Um, in the past, you probably didn't hear much about midwives. Right now, our practice, we have about 20% of our women who want home births. So it's, you know, that seems quite steady from before. Wow. Yeah. Well, thank you, Grace, for your contribution here. I think it's time for a conversation card. It's time for a conversation card. Every week, we like to play a game. Not only for fun, but to get to know our guests a little more, too. Nobody knows what the mystery card might ask. Sometimes silly and sometimes serious. Let's find out what it will be this week. Heather, can you please pick one and read it to us? All right, everyone. So, question today is, in what ways are you generous? Well, just recently, I was on a baking streak. And so I just started giving cookies away Aww. to my neighbors. <laughs> I should have brought some today. Sorry. <laughs> I just ran out. I gave them all away. <laughs> he, she didn't bring us cookies. <laughs> and for you, Heather. Um, I would say with my time, I really um, make an effort to make sure that I give time to obviously my family and my friends. And um, that's something that I, you know, really value and make sure that I provide time to be with whoever needs, whoever needs me. I think for myself is um, with my family and friends to be present 
And when they need me, I really try to be there at that moment. You know, I, I try to not do the I'll call you later and, you know, and sometimes the moment has passed. Yeah, I try to be present and there for them. All right, well, that concludes today's episode. I want to thank you, Grace and Heather, for taking the time to be here and helping us be the best parents we can be. Thank you for having me. For our listeners, if you have a question or you would like to join us on our show as a guest or as an expert, please visit the Contact Us section on our website at parenttalk.ca. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or on any platform where you like to listen to your favorite podcast. If you have a minute, please take the time to review us. We want to know what you think. Remember, there's nothing more powerful than feeling supported by a community of parents and sharing your thoughts, ideas, and experiences. Parent Talk is a safe space for everyone. Thank you for listening. And Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas! The views and or opinions of the host and their guests are not necessarily those of Parent Talk and should not be considered as fact. The information offered is believed to be accurate but is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be used for diagnosing or treating any health issue or prescribing medication. If you have any questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your child, please seek assistance from a qualified healthcare practitioner.